want to think just for a moment, because we're in the middle of a series about the wonder. I want to think for a moment about the wonder of where it took place. Not so much Bethlehem, but the stable itself or the manger. We don't quite know any of the details other than the fact Jesus was laid in a trough where they would feed the animals. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that if you were planning the birth of your son or daughter, you would not have chosen those particular circumstances in which for your child to be born. Uh, and the only thing that uh, marks out God as a parent uh, from us is that he had every control over the circumstances of his son's birth. And yet he chose to place his child in a manger. What was he wanting to say to us by placing the baby there? I've often thought about why the manger that day, why those very lowly circumstances. Maybe it's because it sets a gigantic contrast between the kind of things that we would choose You see, our world is all about the way things look. That's why brands work so well. I will pay more money for certain things because it will enhance the way I look and therefore improve my the impression of myself with other people. And so we're tempted to buy houses that are slightly bigger than we need, cars that are a bit faster than we actually need, clothes uh, of uh, a greater quantity than perhaps we actually need, because we're conscious that we want to offer an image. And yet when God brought his son into the world, it was almost as if he said, no need for image, no need for image image. Imagine how much easier it might be to live without the need for image. And then I wonder about the fact that this peasant family had barely any human resources. This was the life above all lives that was going to change the world. In Jesus was life, the Bible says, and that life was the light of men. In other words, that he was to live the example of what real life was all about, and yet he had no wealth. It's not that wealth is wrong. It's not that riches are, are somehow a, an awkward sin that we need to hide away. But maybe when God placed his own son in a manger... He was saying you don't actually really need to live an awful lot of human resource. That what gives us life is greater than our image and greater than our wealth and greater, finally, in our status, a lowly birth. And we live in a world that hankers after a sense of significance. I want to know that I'm somebody, and I want you to know that I'm somebody. We're all like that. And when God brought his son into the world, he gave him none of those things that we would ordinarily look to, image and wealth and status, popularity, and all of those kinds of things. But what Jesus was given 
was two parents, Mary and Joseph, who had not wealth or image or status, but two very young parents who'd learnt to listen to God and to trust Him. And God in heaven says that's what you need to truly live. You need to learn to listen and to trust me. And so the only thing that Jesus was given at his birth, apart from the gifts that were to come with the wise men a little bit later, was a young couple who'd learned to listen to God and then do what God said. It's as if God's saying, all you actually need in the end to truly live is to learn to hear what I say and then put it into practice. I've been a Christian for uh, over oh, a long time. <laughs> and, uh, and it's only, I think, in recent years that I've discovered the incredible power that there is in learning to listen and then do what he says. And when God gave his son, he gave him two young teenagers, really, Mary and Joseph, who'd learned the wonder of life is to listen and to obey. We're going to sing a song that helps us think about the, the manger that the baby was laid in. It wasn't a throne. It wasn't a palace. It didn't present the right image. It didn't have the layers of wealth that we might have expected. But it had a life that would change the world as Jesus would grow up and listen and trust and live this kingdom life. Let's stand together.